Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Ron Lieber is the Your Money columnist for the New York Times. Significantly, for our purposes, he's a father of two. I am a father of four, and all four of ours have been through the college admissions process. I might say, with not too much humility, successfully so, which is why when I saw his brand new book, The Price You Pay for College, an entirely new roadmap for the biggest financial decision your family will ever make, I said, I could have written that book. But I was wrong because I learned a heck of a lot from this process. Hey, Ron, thank you so much for being on my program. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's a pleasure and an honor to be somebody uh, be with somebody who's already run the gauntlet four times. It's exhausting financially and emotionally. But here's here's at the top of the list among the things that I uh, I learned. Eighty nine percent of students at private colleges get a need based 
or merit aid discount. We got no discount for any of the four. And after reading your book, I'm now thinking I overpaid. Well, it's possible. And, you know, I'm not going to ask you a bunch of personal questions about your kids' grades and where they did and did not apply. So here's the thing to understand about that 11% who are paying full price. It's a lot of upper middle class families and above who are doing it at flagship state institutions that don't discount all that much, even for really smart kids. And then, you know, the top 50 or 100 uh, most selective private institutions, many of them don't have to discount at all for affluent families. But the real interesting part of the market is that kind of sweet spot between call it 50 and 100, where the ability to pay is increasingly clashing with the willingness to do so at a $75,000 retail price per year. The average, make sure I get this right, first-time, full-time, first-year student getting a discount, what, 52.6% off the list price. That's correct, and that's astonishing to families who have kids who are aiming for, you know, the most selective schools in the country, not just the Ivy League, but the, you know, 50, 100, 150 most selective, because there's still a bunch of people at those schools who are paying full price. And those who do get discounts uh, based on merit, as opposed to need. So there's, you know, two parallel systems working here now of discounts. Those getting the merit discounts, maybe they get uh, 30% off, right? And so they can't believe this 52, 53% statistic. But the farther you go down the food chain, the more discounting that's going on off the list price. And it's going on for nearly everybody who attends those schools, no matter how much money they make or have. So when looked at the equation through this information, through this prism, have the costs of a college education increased the way we all think they have, or is it only for those who are paying full freight? They still have gone up at a rate that um, bothers people, is bothersome, it feels irksome, uh, when all of the, the rest of your personal financial life you know, has become more complicated and, and more expensive, right? This has gone on in parallel with people needing to become entirely responsible for their own retirement savings, um, more and more responsible for out-of-pocket health care costs and premiums. And so when they see these list prices, um, they anchor in their heads to what those are, especially, of course, if they're paying them. But even the discounts feel irksome. And what feels especially irksome are the financial aid formulas for people who do have need um, for, let's call it the upper middle class, right? Um, if you make $150,000 a year and you've got a lights out student and they manage to get themselves into Northwestern, right? Northwestern's going to tell you that you know, you should probably be able to afford to pay, let's call it forty dollars or $45,000 a year. That's going to seem insane to you unless you've managed to, you know, save 8% of your salary each year for 15 years for college, which most people can't do. So there's this feeling, which is at least somewhat warranted, that this is still radically unaffordable, even if the prices have not increased quite as much on paper as they may appear. So what's your advice then to the family of a college applicant to make sure they're taking full advantage of whatever the financial resources might be? So the reason I wrote the book in the first place was because every spring I was getting more and more email from people who were literally like crying into my inbox. Their first kid or their only kid had gotten to the end of senior year in the application process, and they realized that they had done it wrong. 
they didn't even know that this parallel mar marinade system had come into existence alongside meat-based aid because it didn't exist when when we all went to college you know 30 years ago or whatever right and so they couldn't believe that this had happened or they just kind of expected that they would be taken care of by the gods and overlords and goddesses of financial aid and when it didn't work out that way they realized that they had made promises to their kids that they weren't sure they could afford to keep. So what I'm trying to do is raise an army of better informed consumers who start looking at this, not in senior year in high school, not at the beginning of high school, not even in middle school. This is such a big and consequential decision, one of so much importance to how you launch your kid or kids into the world. You really need to be thinking about it when they're little and making a plan and starting to educate yourself. The merit-based aid that you speak of, how much of that is mandated by, driven by, a better word choice, driven by schools willing to go out and essentially purchase GPAs, purchase GPAs so that their rankings are enhanced? I don't want to tell too many tales out of school because it's their privacy, it's not mine, but, but one of ours is an academic superstar, lacking in common sense, believe me, but an academic <laughs> superstar. Literally the stuff of perfect uh, SAT and LSAT. And the, the, what I watched just as he went through the process were schools willing to throw money at him so as to have own his GPA, own his SAT, own his LSAT. I'm convinced so as to market themselves in the U.S. News ranking system. How much of that is a factor? You talk in the book, for example, about the University of Alabama. Uh, I think that the University of Alabama will take you and give you a free ride if you get a perfect SAT. So you have it exactly right. I mean, this is a significant chunk of what's happened. And one way to think about it is um, the, the schools that have deployed Meridade, some do it from a defensive crouch because it's being done to them by competitive institutions. And then there are the private schools like the University of Southern California, like Tulane, like Northeastern University, and on the public side, like University of Alabama, although a lot of schools are copying their playbook now, that have wielded merit aid as a weapon. They are going out into the market and purchasing, and that is a word that some of these enrollment managers use, they are purchasing much better students than average so that their statistics fall down into the school statistics that get reported to U.S. News. U.S. News increases their rankings and then hopefully um, the school gets more and more prestigious and selective such that it no longer has to give that much merit aid uh, away anymore. Um, Tulane University is a terrific example of this and they had a lot working against them given that they were dealing with Katrina and its after effects. But they are now in a position where they have been able to reduce the merit aid that's offered, the average amount by 10% in just a year. So that's a significant amount when you are playing in such a competitive market. And so it worked for them. They bought prestige. They only have to accept like 17% of the students who apply now. And the amount of money that they're giving away is going down. And they can redirect that to people with financial need. Ron Lieber is the author of the brand new book. It's The Price You Pay for College. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Ron Lieber is the author of the brand new book. It's The Price You Pay for College. In the book, you also address the mindset. I hold it. You're a product of Amherst. You seem to have the same viewpoint. Hey, if I had to do this, I couldn't get in today. Is that really true? Could we not get in today? I don't think I would get into Amherst College today, no. Um, so it, here's the reason why. Um, it, it's, it's not so much that I, I wouldn't be deserving. It's that the applicant pool has widened so much um, the outrage, uh, sorry, (laughs) what a great Freudian slip that is, right? (laughs) The amount of outrage among my classmates that their kids can't get in anymore is not small, but the outreach to people who did not go to, you know, the best 10% high schools in the United States, the outrage, uh, the (laughs) the outreach to people 
who did not have access to college counselors and counseling in the past, the uh, outreach uh, to people who are first generation students is much greater than it used to be as it should be. Right. And so the schools um, in their wisdom, perhaps, um, have decided that what they really want is a well-rounded class filled with individuals who are really good at one or two things. That was not me. Right. right. I, was a, I was a well-rounded kid yep. who was good at a lot of stuff, but not really great at anything. And that was enough back in the day to get in, you know, early decision to Amherst College. It would not be enough. Right. Well-rounded doesn't work. Specialization does. Ron, when I write my book on the subject, I will have my Broadway play analogy. Because when I explain to families who are about to go through it how how to be successful, I say it's as if, you know, it's as if you're putting together a Broadway play and the Broadway production is the university. They need actors. They need actresses. They need musicians. They need ticket takers. They need set designers. They need marketing people. They need people to clean up the theater. All of these different roles need to be fulfilled. And you need to decide where your daughter, where your son is going to plug into that equation. That's the best that I can do. I mean, you've got to fill whatever their niche might be. That is certainly a strategy and a strategy that many families deploy. I do not believe that it is the only strategy that works. You know, my book was more about money than it yep. was about admission strategy. No but, you know, but of course, you know, that, you know, I, I pick up all sorts of ancillary information. And, uh, you know, Jeff Salingo's new book, uh, where he was the fly on the wall in a couple of admissions offices, is a great read for anybody who's really trying to decode this. Um, that's certainly one way of thinking about it. But in the financial realm, Right. When you think about merit aid, one of the reasons that it's not so predictable at the most selective schools that offer it is that you can never be quite sure what it is that the school is lacking in any given year. You know, did half the orchestra graduate? Because then they may be throwing more money at the people who play the violin. Right. And if it turns out that the Christian fellowship has been depleted, um, it's anemic now. There's not enough um, you know, people on campus who are um, servicing peers of faith. They're going to be looking for people who have written fantastic application essays about God. Right. And you just can't be sure what's going on. It's in a great observation. Hey, yeah. in, in the book, you say the norm has become one hundred thousand dollars for four years at a state university, $300,000 for selective private college. And of course, the big picture question and an important subject for parents listening to this or watching this, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And then you go through some of the data and, you know, you reference not only Lauren Rivera's uh, experience, having been embedded in a consulting firm, but you also reference, and I remember interviewing him about his book, Frank Bruni, your colleague, and the data of how when you look at the Fortune 500 firms, most of the CEOs come from state universities. So is it worth it to put yourself, your family, your kids through this process of trying to get in a situation where you can pay $300,000 for a selective private institution? Well, what I'm trying to get people to do is ask themselves more emotionally resonant questions and answer in a more emotionally honest and emotionally intelligent way. And, you know, the, the, the two basic, you know, baseline questions of human existence that apply here, too, is what is the definition of success and how much is enough? 
right? So if you think about that in the college context, maybe you've got a 17 year old who wants to do nothing more than become an investment banker at Goldman Sachs, God help them, right? So the problem with these analyst programs and the people who hire for them, as Professor Rivera wrote in her book, Pedigree, which is just an amazing title, is that these people are snobs. They're elitists, right? And if you go to Cornell instead of Princeton, they're going to think there's something wrong with you that you either didn't think to apply to Princeton or that you <laughs> didn't get in, right? And so you are trying to... You're trying to position a teenager, a teenager's trying to position themselves for a goal five or six years from now based on somebody else's elitism. So, I mean, is that really important to you? Is that the definition of success? Is that where your teenager is anchored? If it is, uh, you know, then maybe you want to maybe you want to spend more to give them that shot. But most people um, aren't aiming to get uh um, you know, uh, seed money from Y Combinator or, or venture capital money from Kleiner Perkins or become a baseball general manager. And so, you know, then, uh, so for them, it's probably not worth the extra spend. The, the difficult part is that many of us were raised by parents who wanted us to do better than they had done financially, uh, on the social rungs of the ladder, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we were sort of that was ingrained in us. I guess I'm speaking from my own personal experience. Uh, you know, my mother, who did not go to college, it was very, very important uh, that I should be on that path. My mother was one of 11, eight sisters, three brothers. None of them had the benefit of a formal education, but it was very important that their kids and, and the kids, educationally speaking, have all done well. You point out in the book, you're relying on Pew, that but today, 58 percent of Americans believe that the children walking around today will be worse off financially when they grow up than their parents are now. My parents, if you would ask them back in the day, they would have said, oh, no, our kids are going to be better than we are. But, you know, at some point, the system has to tap out, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, we're basically already there. Right. right. You're talking about you're talking about the emotional um, survey data, what people believe, what what they feel is is going to happen. The truth of the matter is, you know, the best data that's available comes out of the Raj Chetty lab at Harvard. Yep. He got his hands on all sorts of IRS data that nobody else gets to touch. And if you were born in the 80s, it's basically a 50-50 shot that you're going to do better financially than your parents did. Now, again, what is the definition of success and how much is enough? And is the definition of success ought it to be you know, ought the American dream to be uh, that your kids will do better financially than you, or maybe it's that they ought to be happier than you are. You may have won the rat race, but lost the mental health war. It's a great, right? that's a great argument. Hey, uh, the takeaway for me on, on Chetty, and I don't want to get off on a tangent because I have to ask you about one other subject, but what I remember about his analysis, and there have been several of them, geography is often destiny. Right. It's a function largely of where and that's tied, obviously, to a, a financial status. But it's where you were raised. I mean, if, if I had been raised 90 miles, which is where my parents began away from where they did raise me, I know I would have been subject to a whole different fate. Um, final subject. You address this in the book. But fortuitously, today's L.A. Times, I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but I will hold it up. Headline from the L.A. Times today, UCLA smashes records for freshman applications with big hikes among black and Latino students. I am reading and I'm hearing anecdotally both college level and grad school that the one impact of the pandemic applications off the chart. Explain. 
Well, it depends on the institution because lower down the food chain, the opposite is happening in some instances. But here's why it's happening at the UCLA's and, um, you know, at Duke University, this message to counselors spread like wildfire on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Duke is going to accept less than 5% of the regular decision applicant pool this wow. year. That is insane, right? right? Yep. Um, so what is going on? Well, a whole bunch of these schools decided this year that, you know, it wasn't really fair to expect students to figure out a way to get themselves to an SAT or ACT testing center, given that most of them weren't even open, right? And so they were not going to privilege the people who had managed to work that out somehow. And so they declared themselves test optional. And when you do that, all of the people who are really good students who just happen to be bad test takers or don't have the money to take the courses to beat the system or don't have the time to go online to Khan Academy to take classes because they're working 20 hours a week to support their family because they're low income, right? Those people then take their shot at Duke and UCLA because all of a sudden things feel more open to them. And so it is going to be very, very interesting to see how that lasts, whether it persists, what the schools do with the data from the people they accept who they might not have otherwise, right? And how well those people do in college, because if they do, the tests may go away, if not entirely, then to a much greater extent um, than they already have. Are you looking forward to going through the process with your two? I can't wait. Uh, my, <laughs> daughter is in, in, my daughter is in ninth grade. I'm going to try not to embarrass her. Um, but, you know, she, she's a super curious kid. And more than anything else, wandering around these campuses and doing laps of America the last several years, trying to see places I'd never seen before, gave me hope. These places are hopeful places. Um, and the takeaway for me was that there are just dozens and dozens of places filled with thoughtful people and instructors who care and administrators who are good at their jobs. And as much as I bellyache about the transparency of the system and the problematic pricing and the lack of equity in some circumstances, um, I do believe that there are just so many places where my daughter could thrive. And I am excited for her and frankly, a little jealous that she gets to do it and I don't get to do it again. The Price You Pay for College, Ron Lieber from the New York Times. It's a great book. I, I could not have written it. That's the answer. Could not have written it, even though I live parts of it. But thank you so, so much. I'm really into the subject matter, and I, I think my audience will as well. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.